do 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 small talk welcome everyone to this special episode of small talk uh we are joined here by the entire dork lair crew this is awesome this is something like that i never envisioned but we got um sean and eddie joining us and then with the dork lair crew we are joined by bill larry and chris thank you guys so much for doing this this is i am so extremely excited overly excited about this as when um real quick i'll I'll just of course break break the ice here when i started small talk with my old co-host damien i needed ideas on how we wanted to set things up and I know this sounds like I'm just pumping your guys' tires, but what you guys did was what I wanted our show to be. The way that you guys are able to do, so um, if anyone, if you haven't listened to them, definitely check out their podcast. You guys don't do live, right? You just do the the weekly podcast? Right. It's audio only, too. Right, yep. And you guys, at the end of every show, do like a review that typically at least two of you guys all have, and... Uh, it's really cool to see. Um, I've I've really liked a lot of your guys' segments you do. Like, um, Bill, I know you guys do, like, a Figure the Hunt segments, things like that. Anyways, I've been a big fan for a long time. It's weird. I feel like I... <laughs> I told you. I told you, Larry. I told you. Equan already. Equan already. Dude, we got <laughs> joined by Steve Austin, yeah. Um but yeah, I I was telling Bill earlier that I feel like it's it's really awkward, but I feel like I know you guys already. I've been listening to you that um, you know, every pretty much every show since I started. So, um it's it's been good. You guys have been an inspiration on me and trying to keep me careful from making sure I'm not taking too many ideas from you guys, but at the same time, um you know, taking the things that you guys that do very well. Um so so glad to, for you guys to join us. Um, I'm super excited. One of the things, uh, when we have people on, we always kind of go through three big first questions. And, you know, we'll go one at a time here. But uh, the first thing that we'll kind of get into is when did you guys start collecting and what was it? Wow. So I've. I've been collecting, um, let me, first of all, I want to go back to one thing. So you, you mentioned your, you you know, we we're sort of this inspiration for your format. And, um, I, I pretty much stole that format, like our format with, you know, an introduction, recent pickups, toy news, and a review. Like I pretty much took that format from Action Figure Blues podcast. So if you like that format, if you like what we do, Action Figure Blues has been around for probably three times as long as we have. They've probably got 500 episodes. Uh, okay, they're, so they're fantastic. Yeah, that was one of my issues when I was starting off. Is I was having troubles finding, um, I guess, podcasts just revolving around figures at the time. I found, you know, there's a couple in Hot Toys, because that's what I collect a lot of as well, is Hot Toys. But Mm. I started getting into Mezco, and I was trying to find out a lot out there, and I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to find much. So that's 
good to know. I'll definitely have to follow up on that. But then the other big thing that I really liked is you guys do collect a lot of different things. As you guys probably know, there's probably no way, there's no way you can cover everything for small figure collecting. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of got to pick and choose what you want and what you do collect. And so I know you guys collect a couple different lines that we're into, but no, that's a good shout out um, with the with the way you do. And then too, Bill, you also have some connections with some of our um, our network brothers, I guess that we that we kind of have a relationship with uh, with Six Scale Scavengers, Brian and and Chris. Now, just those two, I guess, as of right now, since TC is dropped off, but. Um, you guys have a relationship with with Brian, right? Yeah, so Brian, when I first started Dorklair, Brian was my co-host, and he was big into figure arts at the time. And then eventually, he kind of started drifting off into the Hot Toys stuff, which I wasn't collecting at, really at the time. I think I had one, and and then he, and then I started having guests on, and I had Chris on and Larry on, and then and then it kind of turned into the the show. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I still talk to Brian. I see him. So those guys are kind of local. They're in New Hampshire and I'm in Boston. And so I'll see those guys at conventions like in Boston and, uh, I'm hoping, so I'm going to, I'm actually going to my second convention since the, uh, pandemic tomorrow. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see, uh, Chris said he might go, but, uh, uh, not so sure. But, uh, Which yeah, so, the, uh, it's, it's a very small collectibles. Uh, it's called Northeast. Uh, the Northeast Comic and Collectibles show. Okay. Um, various, it's mostly just like toys. There's a couple very minor like voice actor type celebrities from the region. But but yeah, so maybe I'll meet up with one or two of those guys tomorrow. Um, so yeah, they're local and, and we've hung out a couple times. And great guys, yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan of the scavengers. And I've, you know, it's probably partly their responsibility, partly... Chris's Chris Marino's responsibility um, that uh, you know that I'm now getting a lot more into hot toys too. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough bug to kick for sure. <laughs> um, I so I went the opposite. I feel like of most people with with like collecting. Where so I started very first with the first AVPR Alien vs Predator Requiem NECA figures back in the day. Like I think it was mid to late 2000s and they were just i always joke about how terrible of figures they were actually because they were damn near statues and they had like awkward articulation like in the middle of the bicep and things like that <laughs> but then it wasn't long until i then start i found out about hot toys and i'm like oh my god these alien mouths like you just push a button they come out and predators like you can attach the blades and pull them out and then that's how I got into Hot Toys, well then, fast forward about 10 to 15 years later, um, <laughs> Jesus, Mark, a 10 to 15 years later, I would say I started figuring out that it's too much of a rabbit hole space-wise. I There's no way um, that I would be able to display everything. What I always told myself is, when I have a house, I'll be able to display everything. Well, then I got a house. And I figured out I still wasn't able to display everything. <laughs> so then I sold everything back, and then I, I started getting very heavy into <clears throat> Mezco. And it was because one of the guys um, who actually does um, 
he's from the toy the he's also he also has a hot toy podcast um it's like the the hot toy cast i believe it is um oh, amen's yeah amen i started following amen on or yeah, i, Eamon's I awesome. don't know how yeah i don't know how i found him at the time but he does designs for mezco he's an artist and yeah, he does a lot of that's art how for I, masters of the universe as well yep right so that's how i got into mezco and then after a while, I was like, oh my god, I can collect like six of these for the space that one hot toy takes up if you do it right. So then I started kind of going back and collecting smaller stuff. But um, it's, yeah, it's just kind of funny how the collections go. But so, Bill, how did you start collecting? I guess like the first things that got you into it. So, so I've been collecting my entire life, really, but not figures. So I was. In high school, I started collecting Magic the Gathering. And, like, that was... That was pretty much all I collected pretty much my whole life up until... Um, up until I became a dad in 2014. And uh, it was pretty much... I don't know. It was like a nostalgia thing. And... I picked up some some vintage Star Wars figures, right? And I started collecting those a little bit, and I was on Reddit, really, is what did it. Like, I was on Reddit, and I was looking for, like, ways to, to clean and not restore, but to just kind of, like, take care of vintage figures that have been sitting in dusty piles for a long time, you know? Like, what's the right way to clean them and, and like, freshen them up and stuff? And, like, I got into forums, and I just started seeing more and more of the modern stuff, and, you know, 2014, Black Series was just kind of getting started. And so, I, you know, I started picking up a few of those here and there. Um, and that's that's kind of how it started. That happened. And I'd say it was probably the summer, fall of 2014. And by the end of that year, Figuarts had announced Vader. They had announced their first one in Mayfax. And so I, I already was starting to kind of like look at that stuff. And, you know, just kind of kept going over the years. Um and yeah, that's pretty much how I started. So I, I'm I'm really not a, a a lifelong action figure collector like a lot of people are. I've only been collecting figures for the past what seven years. Okay, uh, Larry, you're getting all kinds of love in the chat here. <laughs> I can't Mark's, see it, so I'll have to take your word for it. Mark Mark said, "Larry, reminding me, I haven't used my squat rack this week. I got it now. I got his shoulders looking at me." <laughs> <laughs> there's no excuse not to squat you have to go to the bathroom too often you need to be well trained for this um my story could not be any more different than bill's you know growing up um we didn't have a ton of stuff uh growing up we i wouldn't say we were poor but we were we were not kids that got something every time we went to the store we got toys for christmas birthday maybe a gi joe figure in the easter basket and since my birthday's in January, that's a long 10 months between toys. And so I learned early on to really take care of my stuff because what I did get was not that much. and It was pretty far between. So I had a collector mentality from a very early age. Um, you know, my little brother never really cared for toys, but they bought them for him. So as a result, I got Soundwave, which he got. Uh, I got his Soundwave before that Christmas when we got Optimus Prime and Megatron in 1984. So I, I still, to this day, and my box is in the garage, I still have all of my vintage Joes. I have all of my vintage Transformers. I have a, a couple of vintage Masters. 
And I never let go of that love for it. You know, you get, you get into middle school and high school, and uh, for, for someone my age, those years of, you know, about 1990 through about 1994, 95, those were our dark times. Uh, the only thing we would see of Star Wars, they did the Bendems in like 93, and then you had the die-cast figures uh, in like 94, but then in the, the, they started making this magazine called uh, Star Wars Galaxy. I don't know if any of you guys remember that. This was in the in 93, 94. And, excuse me, and it was just like, as Star Wars was starting to come back, Heir of the Empire had come out, we had the Thrawn trilogy, and Star Wars was starting to pick up steam. And I remember hearing through this magazine that Kenner was going to relaunch the three and three quarter inch line, Power of the Force 2. <clears throat> And I knew roughly, you know, we didn't have the internet then. We didn't know dates of stuff releasing. Yeah. Roughly. I'm sorry. Oh, I just said, uh, yeah, that, I couldn't crazy. imagine what that was like uh, trying to, yeah, fi uh -oh. I guess, figure hunt without the internet. Can you hear us, Larry? Oh, Larry's, Larry's freezing up, it looks like. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll remove him for a second. Oh, awesome. and, and then, um... We'll add him back in here in a little bit, but uh, I'll I'll tell him to rejoin. But Chris, if you want to go ahead, I could listen to Larry all day. He is a damn encyclopedia <laughs> of of like retro yeah. collecting, isn't he? With with like he, the the everything because you talk about the comics, this that, like he's just yeah. like oh yeah, this artist did this guy, and then, his memory you know, is whatever. incredible. It seems yeah. it <laughs> seems like it. So yeah, Chris, if you want to <laughs> kind of go here while I I message Larry. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you, kind of tailing on to that thing, uh, or tagging on, um, yeah, when the Powder Force 2 launched, my older brothers, who were like five to eight years older than me, they were like, oh, you, you know, because I liked Star Wars at the time, so I started buying them, and they were like, you don't want to open them. <laughs> so, I didn't open them for like, I didn't open a figure for like maybe a year and a half or something after I started collecting the Power of the Force 2. Um so I yeah I would go around and we would go to stores and buy those things and then I would pick up other things here and there. For, so like for four or five years throughout high school I would get get those uh, type of figures and then um, dropped off for a while until like 2010 or 2011. Like whenever the vintage collection came out I don't remember what figure kicked me off really. I mean maybe I was just picking up a, a Vader figure or something, but I got pretty heavy into that and. Then, started doing uh look uh, i always kind of knew about the masterpiece transformers and i picked up like the walmart one uh star scream so I, I have that one still love that figure and then um yeah kind of in go going into where bill was uh collected black series immediately because i was really into that because in my head the black series i was like oh these are kind of like the masterpiece star wars figures because we yeah. i i didn't you know yeah there was no i really honestly wasn't even aware of sideshow at that point the, of like a large, you know, really large scale with soft goods and all that. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, and found the, the imports and everything, and it's just been, uh, I don't know, uphill or downhill since then, whatever <laughs> want to look at it. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that's, it's, it's really interesting to me to kind of hearing about everyone's background um larry so where were you at when you kind of dropped off here and i'm thank sorry you what so was much. the last thing you heard me say um power of force two coming oh, out yeah there. yeah 
So what I was saying was at the time, you know, we didn't have internet, but we knew roughly like what month it was going to drop. And every single day I was driving to the Valley Hills Mall, which is like 30 minutes out of the way, because that's the only toy store that we could get to. And five, six, seven days in a row, and I finally found them, and I scooped them up. And I can honestly say I've been a collector ever since. You know, from there, I stayed with, I stayed with whatever Star Wars retail line until 2013. I was living in, or 2012 when I moved to Miami, put a bunch of the stuff in storage. Now this part makes you sick. All of my Power of the Force 2 through 2012, I had a complete three and three quarter inch collection. It was stolen out of my storage unit. Over 600 figures. I still get a little sick to my stomach when I think about it. Yeah. So that that was just, that, that was an awful experience. But after Power of the Force 2, Beast Wars came out. So you had the Transformers resurgence and it just fed from there and like chris was saying um, i had a good friend on the bot talk boards and you know back when discussions boards were still relevant and he lived near me when i was in northern virginia and he imported stuff you know not many people were doing that at the time and i remember going to his house and seeing these amazing looking seeker jets what in the world is this? Mm-hmm. this is the masterpiece line have you not heard of this i was like no no <laughs> so he sold me my first masterpiece figure it was a gray star screen, which if you remember the MP, was it 04 or 03 or 04, whatever that first star screen was, it was kind of in this grayish blue color. Didn't even look like star screen. And then shortly after that, they did an Optimus Prime here in the States. And, and I've been on it ever since. I've, the only MPs I don't have that were regular issues is I don't have the MP, I think it's 04 was Prime in his trailer and then the um, Sleep Convoy from Japan. I have everything else. Um, as I showed you guys before the show, this guy just landed. If you're on the fence with this one, folks, buy him. Hold on. Tell put, that up at, put that up uh, again. When, put that up to the camera again. What, oh, yeah. Which yeah, one so was this that? This is the Masterpiece 52 Starscream. And That's when awesome. you look at this thing, it's like the cartoon just came to life. I mean, there's no backpack virtually. The kibble, they hide everything so well. And this is a little thing, but on a, a figure this this scale, this impresses me because obviously you expect your Unicron to have, you know, all of the digits manipulable. Sure. This one, all of them. You can do everything from a fist to <clears throat> a pensive, I'm thinking about it, to a stone cold salute. This guy does it all. Um, it's a wonderful figure. He comes with a ton of accessories, six face plates. Um, I'm, I'm anxious for the other seekers and the cone heads. It's going to be awesome. Um, but the thing that got me, uh, the, the other half of my collection, you know, the biggest part of my collection is Transformers, and then the other part's figure arts. Um, and that's kind of Bill's fault. Uh, when the god awful New Hope. Uh, wave of the Black Series came out in 2016 that had that awful Luke and Leia and those paint jobs were abysmal and that's when I said you know what I'm done you know these figure arts figures they're 80 70 80 dollars a piece I would rather have one that's perfect than a whole bunch of them that have little things wrong with them and right. so I was looking for a podcast on figure arts and Bill was the only one that I could find so, you know, I started out listening to that and got hooked on the Star Wars and got hooked on the Avengers. And uh, so, yeah, so here I am. Lots of Masters of the Universe, too. I had the entire Classics collection. Uh, really love that collection. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess I've always been a collector. It's as yeah. I've gotten older and gotten more disposable income, the collection has just grown. And I'm very fortunate in that 
Uh, my girlfriend is very supportive of it. And in fact, she's bought some of my favorite pieces in my collection for me. So that's why I'm in an empty room working on moving into her place and turning this into a rental. This used to be my collection room. When she moved into her place, she set an entire room aside and said, when you move in, this is your collection room. So oh my God. guys, if you can, uh, if you can find a beautiful, supportive woman, <laughs> I highly recommend it. That, it's funny because yeah. Chris and I watched as Larry's room slowly became disassembled in the background <laughs> as we recorded each week. Yeah. And is this your first time seeing it empty now? I thought it was pretty empty on our last recording. It, it yeah, took I me because okay. I didn't want to pack it. When you move, your collection is the biggest pain in the butt, right? Yeah. So I moved it like one shelf at a time over a course of about six or seven weeks. So it was very manageable. I would take a few things over there at a time. Um, it gave me an opportunity to clean stuff off, to rearrange some things. I bought a lot of acrylic stands to give more depth to the shelves, especially on some of those figure arts. You know, the, the cubes in those shelves are like 18 inches, and these are six-inch figures, so you can get a lot of vertical use there in the back part of that shelf. Same thing with sure. the, the Mezco. So I um, took the opportunity to do that and, and have a lot of stuff that's had to go into storage because uh, the collection keeps growing. And Sted said to me, she said, that's okay. She said, when we build our next place, we'll just build you a bigger room. I was like, I like it. Yeah, awesome. you gotta. I think I think it was uh, Mark in there, who's a regular listener of ours. And I think he actually is in your guys's group too, uh, Mark yeah, Pearson. Yeah. He said you got a good one there, Larry. Oh, um, believe me, even even without the collectibles, I've I I, I outpunted my coverage like you can't believe. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, a fact. Um, yeah, so just so you guys are kind of brought up to speed on what we do here, we'll kind of go down the line. I already went into, like, I, I do NECA Predators and Aliens, Hot Toys. Um, I dabbled with I dabble with Marvel, mostly Star Wars, Aliens, and Predators. Uh, I wish there was more Hot Toy Aliens, to be honest. But, um, and then, I and then my Mezco collection is out of hand. For sure, it's I. I got to get it under control. But um, and then Sean, what do you kind of dive into there? So, going back in the day, I used to build the the old school Gundam models from the Gundam from Gundam Wing, and that was kind of like my main thing that I did, and uh, that was kind of like middle school. But as I kind of got older and into college and stuff, I picked up Yu Gi Oh again. So I played it when it first came out. I remember getting a we got a, a VHS tape. We got a VHS tape from uh, in from in the mail, and it was the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. And from there, I was hooked. And then you know, you get older and you move into other things. But when I got into college, I was like, you know what? I want to pick it back up. Just have something to do. And then I just realized I was wasting so much money in it trying to build uh, new decks every every month because the the ban list would hit. So I jumped into comics for a long time. Uh, never picked up a figure um, and that's kind of the the bulk of what I've been doing for a really long time up until recently where I've gotten into Marvel Legends um, sold a lot of those off because I wanted to get into hot toys and statues now and uh, kind of going back picking up some of my older childhood stuff like I was showing you guys earlier got the uh, the punch it we'll talk about that next week but um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of comics. I just actually sold off uh, eight short boxes full of comics. Uh, wow! Just because we're moving, we're moving, and I don't want to 
um, clutter our new media room that we're going to have full of uh, comic boxes. So uh, I decided I was going to get into hot toys and statues so I can at least see my favorite characters mm-hmm. um, out and about. You know, I know the statues take up a lot of space themselves, but it's better than having your comics just sitting there in a box. But I've kept a lot of the important stuff. I'm a big uh, Iron Man fan, so I'm completing the whole run of Iron Man, the whole run of Guardians, and basically anything Thanos. And um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Statues more so recently. Got the Silver Surfer maquette um, with uh, with uh, Frankie Nova and uh, the new uh, Avengers Assemble modern Thanos is some of my more recent stuff, plus a Megazord. That I picked up a a few days ago from the oh, shop I work right. at, the so, Super um, Seven one, right? No, this is actually, and we'll talk about it more next week. But uh, this is uh, the old, I think it's nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three Megazord, the original. Okay. Holy so. smokes! I'm gonna ask a selfish question here, quick. Um, have you guys, any of you guys, ordered the Mezco Thanos yet, or got him in? I have not. You, Mine's you on order not. still. Did no. you did you order it, Bill or Chris or Larry? Nope, I passed on that one. No, you did. I, yeah, I just didn't see too. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't have a real uh, a comic based uh, twelve scale Thanos. I should pick up one, but um, I just didn't see that much of a, of an improvement, I guess, over in my mm-hmm. the yeah other ones. People at least that much because it, right? it's like one fifty, right? Yeah, one fifty five. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, and people have it's in hand. A lot of people have been getting it in hand. It shipped out from Mezco. Some stores are starting to get it. So yeah, um, if if you're on the hunt for that, um, you know, be checking check the stores. Especially I local. I believe uh, Stevens has it. Uh, he does out there. I, I saw him does it on Facebook. I had a I had pre-ordered it with my comic shop, so I'm just waiting in. Yeah, if they ordered it from so if they if they get theirs through Diamond, it won't be like it'll always be a couple. Uh, oh like yeah, a, uh, like a you month know, or two later. At um, least, yeah. I had, one, sorry, I had a real uh, quick. One six shooter said that the Marvel Legend one fits the bill. Um, I actually saw that one in a comic shop today, the King Thanos one that you have, Sean. Yeah, that one is really good. I think if you have that one, it's awesome. Unless you want the cloth goods, I don't think you need the Mezco. Well, was There's that the one with the ex- with the exchangeable head? It was kind of an oversized yeah. box, and it had the bearded the, Thanos as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. That looked good. If I was a Marvel Legends guy, I would jump all over that. That looked good. I've, and, and for I've me, seen it's pictures more... comparing. So you'll have to post those, Sean, because you're getting both, right? I already have the uh, the King Thanos and. Um, I'm I'm just waiting on my comic shop to get the uh, the the Mezco because I had a Diamond working at a shop. We know how Diamond works, and they're pretty slow when it comes to figures. Um, so I had the SH Figure Arts Iron Spider on pre-order, and I asked my boss <clears throat> if I could just transfer it to something else because it, it had a release date last year for like March April. And kept getting pushed back and kept getting pushed back and more and more. Mm-hmm. And then now it has a, what I think is a dummy date of uh, December. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, these guys aren't never going to get this in. Um, so Figure uh, Arts one? Yeah. yeah and it's that, been that, out. That, we've had that oh, for like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been out like a year. <laughs> yeah. So where did you guys order it from? 
any, Larry and any Chris. Of my, any of my stuff that comes from oh. overseas, I either do Ami Ami or Amazon Japan for the most part. Yeah. Bill, Bill put me on to all this. I mean, I had no idea what to do with stuff I couldn't get stateside. And, you know, these guys... They trained me up in the in the old ways, and now I'm good to go. <laughs> you guys yeah. definitely were the. Oh, sorry, Chris. You guys, I got to give you. No, I was gonna say I usually do Hobby Link, Hobby Link Japan or Amazon Japan. Yeah, you guys were the biggest reason I got onto uh, Amazon Japan. I had no idea how good of a deal that was until you. I listened to a podcast where you guys went fairly in depth about it, about like with the you know best price guarantee and the shipping isn't insane and then how quickly you get it and then i ordered the sh figure arts iron man 3 um like iron i am iron man mark 3 let's like the repaint they did yeah and yeah that thing got here unscathed it got here within like two days of having notif or yes i think three days of notification that it shipped yep and i i think i posted in our group collecting weekly auxiliary like oh my god you guys if you're ever doing imports do amazon japan that is legit they're amazing um, i mean i use them for all of the mafex stuff most of my transformers masterpieces come from there and and when i said it was literally six dollars shipping and it took two days to get here that's that's what it was it's amazing <laughs> we're getting all ever, kinds of so, uh, use, um anime export i do use anime, anime export. yeah i've had good experiences with them as well yeah that's the one i've always used and I haven't got a ton of overseas stuff, but whenever I do order, I order through them, and I've always, uh, like, had good experiences. But I know most people do AmiAmi over that one, and I just wondered if it was preference or. What. I think we, I, now, I, with me, most of with most of AmiAmi stuff, you have to pay when you order it. Some of them I have not had to pay until they ship. Um, I think Anime Export. I can't remember if they're immediate or if they just changed where you could delay it. Um, they just company, changed. I've always paid yeah, up they, front. Yeah, I've always yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought. Yeah, it and just it's changed still like you, it's a couple bucks off if you yeah. do it right now. Um, uh, another good one is my. But I, and also, I like that. Yeah, yeah, my convenience is going. I like Anime Export because they they basically have an unlimited warehouse. I I have waited like mm -hmm. six months to ship something. I've heard of people waiting a year to ship stuff. Uh, Ami Ami, oh. it has to be like that calendar month. It needs to come out. <laughs> like you know, if it's coming out next, you know, July fourth, and you got another thing in June twenty ninth, they're like, oh, that's two months. Sorry, there's a two shepherd shipping <laughs> things. You know? Wait, wait, <laughs> so what that, do you mean by that, yeah. Chris? Is it like a loot thing, like Big Bad Toy Store? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Ami Ami will let you pile a loot one calendar month. I mean, honestly, it's been a while since I've ordered from them, but because of that. It, it, it's just kind of I used to use them all the time and then because I was ordering a lot but then I guess you know we started to get more stuff distributed here um, like mm -hmm. the Marvel stuff so um, but yeah it was basically the calendar month if it came in came out in that calendar month they would combine that shipping um, I so never knew that was, I've yeah. I've ordered from them I think two or three times and had no idea that they did that somehow but I've only ordered one thing at a time yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to order a decent amount in, back in the day, and it was uh, helpful, but then also annoying when it was just like, oh, this is like, you get like a pay request like three days later for yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah. We're getting, you guys are bringing, I was going to say, you guys are bringing all sorts of celebs in here. We had Brian in the chat. We got uh, one six shooter who I've been following on Instagram forever, Trevor, right? Uh, Bill, I know you've met him, but yeah, you guys are blowing blowing the chat up here but um 
So next question, the some of your favorite you kind of dove into it a little bit, but your favorite lines that you like to collect, um, or that you probably you know either your favorite or maybe what you have the most of, uh, and and Larry go specific because I get super confused on the tra- all the different transformer lines. Sure thing. You want to go so, ahead, Bill, or you want me to shoot you? Yeah. So so uh. So probably my top three are so my my number one used to be SH Figuarts Star Wars. That was like my favorite thing, and they've just trickled them out so like infrequently now, and it's it almost seems like it's it's on a, a hiatus at this point that it's like I can't even really say that it's like my favorite or that because I just I don't collect them anymore because they don't they don't make them anymore really. So you know that's that's one of my number ones. Um, but lately, it's been mostly Mythic Legions and Mezco have been my top two, right? Um, I have probably more Mythic Legions than anything else at this point because of the price. You know, they're $35 each if you're pre-ordering. So I have, I probably have 100 Mythic Legions, um, I, I would say, close to it. They're not all up, but... I have a lot of Mythic Legions, and I have I have a good amount of duplicate Mythic Legions because I like to do kit bashes and stuff. So I have a lot of those, and it's probably my favorite to play around with and and do those types of things. And then Mezco is probably my second most that I have a I have a lot of Mezcos as well, and I even have some duplicates of those where it's like I have multiple like Diaboliques so that I can make some various types of characters and stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't get Thanos because I've been trying to cut back on my, my Marvel stuff and superhero stuff in general with the Mezco because they they just have so many different lines. I, I, I have to like try mm-hmm. to prioritize a little bit. Um, and Thanos was so expensive that I just was like, you know, I think I'll, I'll pass, I'll pass on that one because my like Avengers stuff that I have for, for Mezco is is like is their their little amount of MCU. They have a few MCU figures and like that's most of my Avengers. I do have I do have the Iron Man, the comic Iron Man's. Um and I have Spider Man and stuff, but you know, they don't have a ton of Avengers stuff, so I just you know, I didn't go with Thanos. Um and then lately my most recent thing has been Hot Toys. Like I have been this year I have been like crazy with hot toys i got that mandalorian last year and then the year before it i got i got the empire strikes back boba fett and like that like that was that, it the deluxe that you got or the regular version yeah the deluxe boba fett yep um that was one of my first ones you know and then i got mando last fall or something like that and it just like those two i just started revisiting that boba fett and like that that man that og mando just I fell in love with those two again, and I just started ordering more, you know. Um, and so I have a lot on pre-order now, and I've been picking up a lot of hot toys lately. And trying to like, usually when I order a hot toy, I try to sell something. I try to pay for it mm-hmm. by like selling something from the collection, so that I'm not like, I'm not. That's the putting new scale. money into it, you know. That's a six scale scavenger method, right? That's what Brian and and. Uh... Yeah, and, Letty and, always always kind of preaches use the collection to fund the collection, right? Yeah, Brian mm-hmm. sold his figure arts collection to start 
to start Hot Toys and and pretty much sold all. He had a, a complete set of figure arts and mm. sold those to get to collect Hot Toys. Um, That's tough. Sean, yeah. you, Sean, you got into Marvel's SH figure arts pretty hard, yes. right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm a huge fan of in-game. It's. Uh, I always tend to go towards like the uh, final version yeah. of what. Uh, figures i collect your heroes i collect i'm i don't really dive too far out of um the superhero stuff but um i'm i'm creating the final battle scene nice is what i'm doing so if they don't have an sh figure arts of it i will buy a marvel legend to take its spot and then um you know so larry i have a question for you You said you did you said you did the uh the uh, mofex right so do you ever choose between the two? So the Moffex that I do, the, I step outside of my, my big three. I'll step outside of those for Batman. So the Moffex that I have ordered are all Hush and Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Um, also, I've got a ton of McFarlane Batman. The only other, do I have any other Moffex? Bill, have I mentioned any other Moffex? I've got the Moffex Boba Fett from... Um, Empire Strikes Back, which is freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I mentioned to Bill the other day, I said, damn them. They're doing <laughs> such a good job on what they're releasing. You know, that they're waiting a couple of years. They've got all of the designs are perfect now. You know, they did a, um, what was the most recent one that they released? Was it Doctor Strange, I think? The Moffax that they announced? And yeah. they're just beautiful. If I did not have so much space invested in the figure arts collection, or if I were just a Marvel collector, I would absolutely grab that that Mafex uh, collection because those figures look absolutely incredible. I love they, them. Love they them. really seem. They're sorry. There's something flying around. Um, they really seem like they take their time. You know, like uh, I think. <laughs> I think uh, unintentionally or yeah. intentionally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they they remind me of. So I'm in medical sales, and they remind me of some of my doctors. Anytime a new medication comes out, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna let all the other doctors use it for a couple of years, see how many of the flies drop, then I'll decide if I'm gonna use it or not. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of Moffex's. Yeah, we want to see how let all the other companies yeah. screw these designs yeah. up all the yeah. ways they can. Then we're gonna swoop in with just one. Because Never as much as like I that. as much as I love figure arts, these Iron Man figures that they're releasing now, they read the Avengers Assemble, uh, the, the Damaged Mark Six, um, the the Iron Man Mark Three with the improved paint jobs. I bought all of them. I mean, I've got of Iron Man's uh, uh, of Mark One through Seven. I've got two of each because you got to have one separate and one in the Hall of Armor. So right. they're going to get me every time. Um, so Mafex is doing a good job of not angering collectors by you know they wait a while so they can release one version whereas figure arts gets idiots like me that oh this iron spider from endgame looks much better than the iron spider from yeah. uh from from well, infinity war i'll get that too and well, i just put them on two separate shelves and i call it a day but uh but yeah uh, yeah they're, they're yeah see figures. i i uh they get me with the iron man too because you know, I'll, I have the uh, the Mark eighty five, like the regular version, uh-huh. and then I went a, went ahead and paid the money for the P Bandai, uh, the uh, oh, yeah. the snapping the snapping one. Who doesn't? That's that's just that's normal to me. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> well, and then you had you had Mark eighty right from Infinity War, and then you had two more versions of that come out with various weapon setups, and then we've had 
85, oh, yeah. 85 Final Battle, and then 85 right. I Am Iron Man. So, right. of course, I'm going to get all those. Um, the only figure arts Marvel that I don't have, I don't have the two black and gold ones from uh, the some convention back in 2016 mm. when they first started right. them. I don't have those two, and I don't have um, the Hot Rod. I can't remember what that mark is. The flames it's on a, it there? Yeah. Yeah, the one with the flames. I, yeah, I'm going to get it eventually because it hovers around 110 bucks and it's on Amazon Japan somewhere all the time. So I'll either pick it up there or Mandarake. Um, and I don't have Mark 42. I don't have the first Hulkbuster. I've got the second one. Um, but one but day, you were talking about that 301 doing that one, weren't you? Yeah, I'm thinking about it because it's a lot It's a lot softer hit than going back and yeah. buying the, the figure arts on the aftermarket. It's a beautiful figure. Um, speaking of 30, I saw someone pop up in the chat saying that that 30 Bumblebee is awesome. I got the Optimus Prime from the Bumblebee movie, and I, boy, 30 is knocking it out of the park with everything they do. That's good. Hot Toys needs that. Um, going back to figure arts, so I'll. This is like the only time I can chime in with figure arts talk because I'm not super huge into that yet. Anyways, so I have Mando, and I'm actually waiting to really kind of go in depth about the Mando until I get the Moffex one because I want to really compare those two. Um, but that Iron Man three, the repaint that I said I got earlier, I have that and the Mark one, the Mark three and the Mark one. Sorry. Yeah the redos of those and i you guys can disagree with me but i've had the hot toys mark three even the redo of the hot toys mark three the diecast version and i will say that sh figure arts is my favorite mark three that i've ever seen in figure form it's it's the paint apps they got yeah. the paint apps so perfect on that mark yeah. three and, and i don't know sean if you have both of the versions because you know we just got re-releases of of six and seven i can say the same thing about those the paint on that is just so perfect I mean, there was nothing wrong with the original releases they just mm -hmm. took a figure that was about an eight and they made it a ten yeah <laughs> so so i'm 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 a lot like you larry where my wife entertains my collection very much nice. um so <laughs> i i have to be careful because I'll go down the rabbit hole real quick with this stuff. But um, a lot like what Dylan said, you know, funding the collection through the other stuff that you have, yeah. right? Um, that's kind of where it's at right now. I'm, I'm, in a, uh, I'm in a tough spot right now as far as wanting to double up on certain figures. So I'm, I've been talking to a lot of the guys at the shop that I work with. And I'm like, man, man I, I, like, I really want to get... I really want to get a uh, a Captain America, Sam Wilson Captain America, right? So I'm like, I'm kind of thinking I might pick up the uh, the Legends one just to have it. But man, that that SH Figure Arts one that they're they're coming out one mm -hmm. with, it looks so nice. It's got then a I'm wingspan like, well, the size of my arms. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? But then I'm like, well, maybe I can pay, a, a, I guess it's a lot of bit more money, but upgrade it to the, the Hot Toys, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm in a process of focusing, you know, <laughs> focusing the collection. And I think this is a good segue to maybe ask you guys, what does it take for you guys to buy doubles of certain figures? Whether it's a, a, a Legends or, a, or SH Figure Arts or, I don't know, Bill, do you want to start with that one? Well, one thing that we haven't said yet that across the three of us is that 
probably one of the most popular figure lines. N none of us really collect, which is Marvel Legends. Like we all have a couple Marvel yeah. Legends, but none of us are Marvel Legends collectors, which is I think one of those things that kind of makes Door Claire a little bit different. Is like we don't we don't really ever talk about Marvel Legends. Um, they're great, and I have mm -hmm. I, I you know the few I have I love, but um, but yeah so. Um, that's what all does it six take? of us, by the way, too. Like, uh, okay. we just, we all, like, us three have all, like, dabbled in Marvel Legends, but none of us are super into it. But, um, s sorry, real quick, Sean, I want to, I want to get Chris's answer for the lines. He hasn't sure. gone yet, Oh, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, right. Chris needs to go, yeah. Oh. Yeah. What are your, what are yeah, your, so... what do you have the most of, right? I, I don't know what the most, but I guess number one is the hot toy star wars um i okay. love six scale in general like i like dabbling in other things like i've made like matrix uh collection and a couple game of thrones but it's most and, and a couple marvel but it's mostly star wars um for six scale two, and, and uh, yeah sorry six scale hot toys yeah, yeah. um and going back to uh, what bill was originally saying like you know, a couple of years ago, I would have said figure art, Star Wars, like, hands down. Like, that, I just, look, there's so many releases in that line that I, like, love. I think it's, if that line was complete, you know, it, it's still hard-pressed to compare it to even, even Hot Toys. Just because just of all the options, like, you know. I, I, can't, I think of Qui-Gon Jinn because, you know, you get two heads. You get the you get his death head. I think we, we, we I remember we joked a lot, uh, a lot about that. That they like, they like including some, uh, you know, the death scene um, heads, like like with Obi Wan or something, when his closed eye look, and some other uh, other ones like that. Um, but yeah, Hot Toys, Star Wars, number one. I, I literally like look behind me trying to look at like things on the shelf and trying to remember other things. I'm like, if I was really ranking them, and then we don't even talk about them a lot, but like two things I, I really love because I think they're just so well done is the NECA uh, 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. I think they're just some of the best action figures uh, ever collected or felt or just did anything with. Um, they're really, really terrific. Um, so I love that line. And the other one is the Mortal Kombat Storm line. I'm try I try to, I, I think I'm mostly complete on it, but um, it's, it's just a great, Great line, so many accessories. Uh, I love Storm in general. I think they're a really terrific, uh, terrific company. Storm is really good. Um, I recently started getting some of their uh, Golden Axe figures, like when the uh, oh yeah, when Ooh. the um, the first one nice released price. with the dragon, the Valax. I had I had that one, and then I I pre-ordered the the Death Adder. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Death Adder. Death and then the I'm waiting for the newest one that you just teased to drop. The little um like dwarf looking guy. But yeah, Storm yeah. is really cool figures, dude. Yeah. So Bill, which one is that? So this is the Injustice Ares. Um it's awesome. I just came in the mail today from Amazon. And it's great, and I've been able to already find a whole bunch of different sort of kit bash options with my Mythic Legions. That's that's how I kind of collect Storm. Is yeah. I, I I I get their fantasy figures. Like I've been getting the Golden Axe stuff. I picked up this Ares. I'll get the other Ares that they teased. Like they teased a powered up one, like a bigger version of it. 
so yeah, so I have, I have been, that's another one, kind of like Hot Toys. I've been getting more and more into Storm over the last year, and they're phenomenal figures. Yeah, the so they typically scale bigger, right? Oh yeah. Um, is yeah. it how is it what is it in compared to Mezco? Because I had I got the only one I have is their Bane, and <laughs> their Bane is already like oversized from the game, right? And yeah, it's yeah. hard for me to like <clears throat> compare that to. Bill's got the com- straight up comparison Dylan's, there. Dylan's a bit of a Mezco elitist well, guy, okay. so he compares everything <laughs> to Mezco. <laughs> well, I know the reason I say that actually is because I know that's still pretty big. I know Mezco yeah. is oversized, so it's like Mofex, Mezco, and Storm are considered like technically not one twelve scale, whereas like right. SH Figure Arts right is like the true if you measure it out, the true like one twelve scale. Yeah, I think Storm- for the most part. Storm is very much like a one tenth scale. Like they use, okay. I think even with Death Adder, they're like, "This is our first one tenth figure." I'm like, "So are you saying Axe Battler's out of scale?" Or, or <laughs> no, because it's just, <laughs> it's it's they're all you know one tenth, but they're they're all big. Even the Mortal Kombat guys are all probably six and a half to seven inches. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's the. So I had. Um, I was just telling Eddie at the end of our show that so this is NECA's Homelander. Oh, cool! From the boys, I was a huge fan of the show, but I have just like the Marvel Legends um, Gamerverse, so from like the Avengers game, and I was like comparing, and I was standing them like side by side, and I'm like, oh, it's not terrible. But then, like, you put their heads together, and, like, Homelander's <laughs> face is like twice the size of his, and that's really where it gets thrown off. But um, did you guys get any of those? I think you guys talked about them on your last show, but those silver skeletons from Storm, because no. those could go with almost anything, right? For the most part, I didn't part. see that anyone put them up yet, or I I literally haven't seen anything about that. I try and keep tabs on it, but I kind of wonder if they're gonna do it as like another exclusive, maybe for whatever they do for San Diego. Mm. at home yeah you know like they did it with the new york one last year they had the skeletons maybe maybe they'll have the silver ones for that and then and then put them up on bluefin i don't know i I hope they come out because i want those yeah Yeah. i mean a a storm is very good or bad in some ways if you if you care about the exclusivity about just get distributing it everywhere like i'm almost certain every one of their san diego and new york comic-con figures has gone up on Bluefin and or um, Big Bad, um, so they they sh- I'm hoping they get those. They're, it's just because it's a foreign one. I'm not so sure, but yeah. In the same way, I think they know a lot of people want gray skeletons, so I think they kind of right. maybe hopefully figured a way out to redistribute them. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll do some other color too. You know, I feel like they can yeah. keep yeah. reissuing those skeletons all different colors. Maybe they'll oh yeah, do... every. One or two a year. Instead of silver, they'll do gray or something. Well, yeah. they're doing pink ones yeah. too, right? They've done those ones. The pink right? are out. Yeah. The, oh, okay. the green one comes with the bloody Motaro. That's the one that Trevor just mentioned. And then they have the, the yeah. actual bloody red that came with the regular Motaro. Um, mm. so, those, th- so those are sort of branded in their Mortal Kombat lines. Uh, but they're the exact same skeletons. And they <laughs> even the, you know, the accessory skeletons that come with the motaros are have all the hands and stuff like they're full-on figures yeah that's pretty sweet i yeah i have to i've said this before so like if i would be screwed if storm got a license that i 
was super interested in or like an IP <laughs> that I was really into because I would be screwed I think with with that or I would we'd probably cover them a lot more too um but so real quick this is always my favorite quest uh question you guys got visibility on it already maybe so it's kind of cheating because usually it's really hard for people to pick this no i haven't but looked your, at the list so <laughs> your favorite so if you had to narrow your down your figures down what would be your last three to go in your collection now my last three figures like your a three. single figure so like yeah, either your last three or like favorite three, whatever you want to. So, so okay. you're talking house is on fire. I can take three things with me. What exactly. am I grabbing? Exactly. So, yeah. so my my first one would be my Hot Toys Boba Fett, um, and there's a, the some of the reason for that is because it's one of the few times my wife bought me a figure, <laughs> and like <laughs> she she bought me a it was a, like for my birthday a couple years ago, and it was like a gift card for sideshow and it was like one of those like perfect gifts and i don't know it just and that's the figure i bought with that so like that one has a super special place um i'm trying to think of what else i would which, want which which boba fett because you have multiple hot toys right the empire strikes back deluxe okay the sort of regular empire yep. strikes back that's one. that's the only one i have too i think yeah I mean, now that I have the animated, or the, uh, not the animated, I have the animated, but the, um, now that I have the, no, the animated one, now that I have that, I feel like I should take that one too, because it's ridiculously overpriced <laughs> in the aftermarket, but <laughs> I, I don't want to base it on, like, price. Yep. So, let right. me think of, like, I would, it would probably, I really love my Mezco Spock, it was my first Mezco. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at it right now. It's right in front of me. I, I, I think that could be a contender for one that I would grab. Um, but other than that, I mean, there would probably be an SH Figuarts, but I don't, I don't, I'd have a hard time picking. I might have to pick one of my model kits, like maybe my model kit Grievous, because I put so much work into that. Um, but yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that so that's my favorite question because it seems like that's typically the hardest answer that collectors seem to have with it. It is. It's like, what's your favorite or what has the most sentimental value or which exactly. one has the most monetary value or something like that. But I don't have any figures from my childhood. So it's like mm -hmm. none of them are like I wouldn't grab figures. <laughs> Quite frankly, I would well, grab my yeah, magic. Right. Yeah. I'd my magic cards. Okay. <laughs> like, if, like if it's coming down to collectibles or books or something or something in this room, like I have a book on my shelf. I have a, I have a first print of, um, or not a first print, a second print of Journey to the Center of the Earth. Like I have a oh, wow. hundred and fifty year old book on my shelf. So like that that oh. might be something I would grab. But like if if it was one thing, I would grab I would grab my magic cards. Like, I know exactly, like, my binder in my box, I would grab those first. Because <laughs> mm. those, to me, are the most... I've had those since the 90s. I've, had, I've been yeah. collecting since 94. And they're still extremely popular. I'm pretty sure that's the only way in far... Like, so I live in North Dakota, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we I don't have many avenues to get my, collect, my collection... Yep. And my comic book store, I swear to God, is staying alive off of magic cards right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they do really well with them. But, Larry, what would you say yours are? 
your favorite three? My my first reflex would be my Haslab Unicron would have to be on the list, but I might burn to death trying to drag that thing out of the house. <laughs> yeah. You can just throw it out a window at that point. <laughs> He'd probably be okay when he lands. I mean, he passed right. the drop test. Um, no, actually, mine would be more, I think, for sentimental reasons. The first thing I would grab would be my Mondo Masters of the Universe Skeletor. Um, one, because I love the line, I love the figure, but it was the first thing that Steph ever bought for me to contribute to my collection. Um, she got that for me Christmas of 20, uh, 2020, and she consulted with Bill and Chris behind my back. I had no idea because she had no idea what to get me. And so she got that for me and started me down a rabbit hole, and now I'm all in on the Mondo line. So that would be number one. The second one would be a two-way tie, and not because, Steph, I know you're listening. I'm not kissing up to you. These are just, you made really good picks. These other two are two things that she got for me. I only have two Hot Toys pieces. I have uh, Batman from Dark Knight Rises, and I have the Darth Vader from The Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary that, that just came out, I guess, last year. Last year, uh, she got me that one, and then um, the uh, Mezco One Twelve Punisher Netflix, just because I love that. I love. I think that's the best depiction of the characters that have been made. So my number two would be a two way tie between those, and then my third one would be definitely sentimental from my childhood. It would be my Optimus Prime from Christmas of nineteen eighty four. Um, it looks like crap. Uh, none of the silver is still on it. it. There's no vac metalized anything. The joints are all flippy floppy. I don't even know if he'll stand up without that leg spring making him, you know, play the limbo like that figure did. Um, and the trailer, I don't even think the trailer door still attaches, but I still have it. So it would be it would be um, that Skeletor, one of those two figures, either either the Hot Toys Vader or the Netflix Punisher, and then that Optimus Prime. Do you still display that old um, Optimus? No, because like I, I was, I was not joking when I said it's hard to make it stand up. You remember that that old Optimus Prime, like the way he transformed the the legs? You just flip the legs down uh, from underneath the cab. Well, there was a a spring mechanism under, under there with little notches that would catch. Well, over thirty what thirty seven years of playing with it. Uh, 36 years of playing with it. Those the spring is still springy, but the the catches don't catch. So when mm. you try to stand him up, sometimes that cab just goes back into cab form. So you've got his feet standing upright and the belly pointing at the sky. So he's hey, I can't really display him. Sure. Chris, what about you? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm a little more lamer with my answers. My wife hasn't bought me anything, but that's mostly because I just pre-order. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I got everything in locked in. Like, I, so it's hard for her to just, you know, sneak something in. Um, but the three, I mean, and yeah, I feel lame for it, but it's the A New Hope Luke, A New Hope Han, and A New Hope uh, Chewbacca Hot Toys figures. So okay. when, when I moved out to San Diego literally like five years ago in a week, um, and so when I first moved out here, I didn't have a job and I got a job and then I, uh, bought the new, uh, a new hope Luke as like a present for myself. Um, and then the reason I really bought it because was because I loved the Chewbacca because I never, ever thought I'd see a real haired or whatever it is. I don't think it's, it's synthetic, but whatever, a real furry Chewbacca like, that right. didn't look like shit. Like I was just that was the most impressive figure i mean it still is really incredibly impressive to me that it, it literally they got it to look like that and 
for some reason they screwed up the other ones they released, <laughs> yeah, but they, that, it's the just New got, Hope it's one like gotten looks better terrific. somehow. Yeah, yeah, the New Hope one is just yeah great, and then I picking Han just because he's you know goes with the goes with that trio pretty well. So they're yeah some of my favorite figures. That Luke that Luke was like a deluxe because it came with the you know, the farm boy outfit, you know the, the mm-hmm. poncho with a hat. Goggle, um, you know the binoculars, everything. So it was, those are those are great releases, and I'm very happy to have them. I'm very happy I decided to collect when I did. Like if you're trying to yeah. get the New Hope figures now, it's sorry you got to drop two or three grand to grab to grab them. I, I, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, they they started off with bangers right into the when Hot Toys got that license and started getting into it. They they did really well with them and. It's yeah, it's amazing. You never see someone go backwards like they did with Chewbacca. But Sean, I don't yeah. <laughs> think I've actually asked you this question uh, since like the first time you like appeared on Small Talk. So, what would you say your three are? Oh man, um, it'd be really heavy, but I'd say that's that that uh, Thanos statue. Man, that's my go-to. I love that thing right now. Uh, that'd be the number one. And uh, that one is Sideshows, right? At Sideshows Avengers Assemble. Yep. And um, I think it would have to be my Gorgonites. It'd have to be my Gorgonites from uh, Small Soldiers, just as many as I can grab with three of them. If it, if it were just those three, because I couldn't pull, out that, uh, pull uh, that Thanos out, it would be like, uh, it'd be Archer... Chip Hazard and Slam Fist. I just love those guys so much. I've, I, I, I was so sad when I got rid of them after I thought about it, you know. And uh, those would be the the figures I got, even over like my Hot Toys and stuff. Even those would probably be the, the more uh, lucrative things to to take home. Uh, but um, yeah, it would be it would definitely be those three. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> um the i don't think i i'm totally by the way guys avoiding this question but i was gonna say sean that's that would explain why you don't why you don't shut up about those small talk or those small soldiers figures that you got (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding uh eddie what would you say i don't think we've actually ever asked you this question before um for me I don't know if it's a good question, just because I've only been collecting since 2018. So, like, I have attachment to stuff, but I don't know if it's, like... I definitely don't have anything from when I was a kid. Because Yours as a kid, I was much more... Lot, right? Yeah, and I, I'm still new at collecting, so I feel like I'm still trying to figure out, like, what my collecting thing is, you know? Um, but for me, I'm big into movies and stuff, and... So if I had to pick, they'd probably be one six scale figures, and they'd probably be like, my brother for my birthday one year bought me the Hot Toys, I think it's the DXO six or five, uh, Jack Sparrow figure. I really love that figure, so that would probably be one of them. Um, they're gonna be that all the, movie stuff. So that was the first Jack Sparrow they did. right? Yeah, the fir- the very first one they did that comes with the. Uh, the wheel to the ship and the different telescopes and stuff so that one would be one probably my other one would be my blitz is it blitzway um mask of zorro figure antonio banderas mask of zorro i love that movie so that would probably be another one and then um my 
think it's Quantum Mechanics, one six scale, uh, Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride would probably be my third. And that's just going off the top of my head. I have a, I have a bunch of other stuff, but those those three, just because those movies, like, because now that I'm thinking about it, Neo from Matrix would probably be another one. So, I don't know. But those are probably uh, some of my favorite things that I have in my collection. Yeah. Now that I've made everyone else go, I can maybe come up with mine since I've had enough time. Uh, it's I haven't like actually answered this since like probably episode I don't know three or four of Small Talk, if that even. Um, so that means like two plus years ago. I would say mine are uh, Hot Toys Alien Three, uh, Alien. So, or otherwise known as, like, Dog Alien or Runner Alien. He's, like, the brown one. Um, his ankle joints are a little wobbly, but I think I can tighten them with a small screw. But I I actually got that one uh, without, a sh without even, like, an art box. So what I did is I wrapped him in a garbage bag and sealed them because they're so notorious for the rubber, like, cracking and breaking apart. So that's how I've kept that one good over the years. Because I've had that one since it, like, came out pretty much i just bought it off ebay cheaper than buying it than i could have on sideshow um and then the other one i would say is the updated wolf predator uh from alien versus predator requiem that hot toy is very good and then i would say probably my quarter scale hot toys vader that's i would say that's got like everything i want there and i I have to have some lineage to Star Wars for sure. Um, that, yeah. that quarter scale Vader that has the unmasked head, the Return of the Jedi, is that that one? Yeah, it's Return of the Jedi. He comes with his helmet that comes. Yeah, it's just a straight up head sculpt. So it's not like Empire Strikes Back Vader, where I think it's just like the back of his head that you see in their yeah. six scale version. Yeah. And I know, like, for years on the forums and stuff, everyone's been saying Hot Toy is going to do a DX six scale Return of the Jedi Vader, exactly how they did the quarter scale. Um, but I've just loved everything about that figure. For the most part, it's fairly accurate from what I know. It's accurate enough for me. I know, like, some of the crazy. Uh, Darth Vader guys will point out a few things that are inaccurate. I yeah. don't remember what they are. I, Zach, the one of our, or the, we call him the Ox Father, but the main, the guy who started Collecting Weekly, he is huge into yeah. Vader. And he's one who, who definitely uh, is pretty picky about it. I'm not exactly sure actually what he says about it, but um, yeah, it's, that's one of my one of my, f I would say those three would have to be in there. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's one, one of my favorite questions. Yeah. yeah. I have the Rogue I, One six-scale Vader, and, and then I've seen people, like, you know, you really have to crack the helmet off, and they, like, shove, I think, like, cotton or something in the head to, like, make the, the, the lenses red. Because they yes. are red, you just, there's just nothing behind them. And so I've thought it about doing it forever, <laughs> but I'm like, it's just, like, a little bit much. <laughs> It makes me sick uh, seeing those pictures. Like if you go to like, uh, what is it, Sideshow Freaks or something, where they'll yeah, post like pictures I'm, I'm of that like forum. yeah, like progress pictures of them doing that, and it gives me anxiety watching them like 
imagining <laughs> myself like trying to break off the helmet of Darth Vader. Oh my god, that drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, I know like uh, the Rogue One six scale Vader from Hot Toys. That was I don't sell. So I recently just started selling a lot of my figures to downgrade or down downsize my Hot Toy collection for room. And so far, I've sold probably twenty f- plus figures. Wow! And the Rogue One Hot Toy Vader is the one that I regret so far at this point. I I know a lot of people say it's relatively inaccurate and it's kind of stylized, but I think that's what I love so much about it is that it was like yeah, what everyone calls like the perfect version of like an original Vader almost looking guy, like his helmet. Is they say is like too shiny and everything, but I really liked it. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, always a, it's it's terrific. That's always a fun question. I love asking that to people. Um, okay, so kind of to get into some heavy topics here, because you guys on your podcast do a great job of staying out of community drama. We'll call it. Um, I would have to say, so my day job, I talk to businesses a lot, and for what I do, I have to know the ins and outs of them a lot. Um, So I sympathize with businesses a lot. I understand why they do what they do, and a lot of unknowns of why they do what they do. So I find myself agreeing with you guys and your points on things. You guys actually had a point I called out on one of the small talks um, going on about uh, G.I. Joe's, I think it was, when you were saying how... Like, Target, Walmart don't have enough. Well, it's because Target, Walmart, they don't give a shit about figures compared to, like, rolls of toilet paper or something right. that they can make actual money on and will yeah. actually sell. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, 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 that, I gave you guys credit in the episode, but I took that from you guys, whereas that's a great point of, like, how caught up in the hobby we get. Um, but anyways, my question isn't super relevant right now about that, but... Um, I know some of the guys, some of the other hosts, some other people in the hobby have issues with crowdfunding, um, with especially with established companies like Hasbro doing like HasLab and things like that. I've defended it, saying or uh, it's an easy, it, yeah, McFarland too with like Spawn. Um, I've defended it, saying uh, it's essentially easy ways for them to not have to worry about shelf space, buying out a certain amount of shelf space. Because I know that's a lot of times how it works, is they get given a certain amount of shelf space and they have to do with what they can with it. And if they, it doesn't sell super quick, it shrinks for like a Target or Walmart, right? So that's what I always, like, that was my defense with it. Um, but, you know, a lot of times they'll say, well, they did it, you know, Hasbro did it with uh, the Falcon back in the day, right? Um, so, real quick. What would what's your guys' thoughts on large companies doing crowdfunding things like Haslab, McFarland doing doing it with Spawn? Um, I know Chronicle was going to do it with one twelfth Jurassic Park figures, and they ended up going under, so that didn't happen. Um, but Bill, what do you, what's your kind of thoughts about that? So I I'm generally fine with it, but my that opinion comes from more so the because I'm used to it from smaller companies like the Four Horsemen with their Kickstarters when they were doing that for Mythic Legions. And really, there's not not a huge difference in 
what they're doing now and a Kickstarter aside, as far as like the user and the user is concerned, right? Like you just got to pay up front for this thing that's going to come out later, right? Um, if it right. doesn't fund, you don't pay. But now it's more like you you just you're going to get it no matter what. And I, I like I think that's kind of like that that can really be the only issue that I would imagine people would have, right? It's like paying up front. Right, that that's got to be the issue, or is there some other? Yeah, is, yeah. is so, there like another issue that I'm not I picking agree. up on? In yeah, that situation well, you, that hear, you hear a lot of people complaining about. Well, why don't they just make it for release and put it on the shelf? And yeah, folks don't realize the days of walking in to Toys R Us and seeing an entire aisle of GI Joe figures on the wall and ten USS flags on the bottom and lots of various sized accoutrement in between the two those days are over that's yeah. done we are never going to see that again and so this is what the companies have to do to get these things in our hands even the larger scale stuff that they do release at retail for instance you know dylan you asked me to be specific with the transformers i collect i do masterpieces i buy most every titan that comes out and then if the retail release looks really good like this studio 86 i'll buy that i said that to say this those Titans, okay, retail releases anywhere from 130 to 150 to $180. Of all of the Titans that have been out, I have seen two on shelves at retail. Metroplex, which was the first one, and Fortress Maximus, which was the second one. I have not seen any of the others on shelves. I know that Trypticon made it to Ollie's. I must have hit 20 Ollie's in a three-month period trying to find that sucker. Never Wait, could. what's an Ollie? It's a it's a it's a discount um, kind of a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Bill? It's a uh, it's an outlet store. It's a discount outlet store. So okay. all of those Captain Marvel figures that they couldn't give away, those went to Ollie's. When you could oh, buy okay. a dozen roses for three dollars, Rose Tico, <laughs> those went to Ollie's. All the stuff that the the big boxes can't sell, those go to Ollie's. So you go into Ollie's at any point, you'll find, you know stuff that didn't sell anywhere else you know it'll be stuff that's a year old two years old that they just had to get rid of so so if hasbro you look at and that's a 150 dollars price point well look at unicron that thing is never going to retail one i don't know if you guys saw the picture but i put up a picture of the unicron box when it came no retail store is going to give up the shelf space to keep those in stock i can only imagine the footprint that the razor crest is going to have uh, the box so you have to look and this is for those who know i'm preaching to the choir for those who complain take notes because for god's sake it's it's you don't have to be able to crack atoms to figure this out the the stores sell based on what are they getting for that amount of real estate they yeah. can put that unicron on the shelf and yeah it's it's six hundred dollars how many of you think they're going to sell they can put a giant mondo oh my God, the world's ending, I'll kill you for your big pack of toilet paper thing of Charmin there, and they're going to sell through that a hundred times before one Unicron goes out the door. So that's what they're doing. When they do these crowdfundings, yes, we have to pay ahead of time. Big whoop. I, I, and I'm, I'm going to be really, really caustic here, and I'm not going to apologize. If you don't have the money for this thing now, chances are you're not going to have the money for it in six months, Okay. You collect figures, you know they're expensive. If you are not budgeting now for something to drop, I'm sorry. You, you, you should you know, not be I, I, I basically, 
I tend to agree with both of you guys. It just you know, I it's for me like the the paying up front for a company like Hasbro. Yeah. Like you guys can probably swing this. Or maybe half down so, or quarter down. You could yeah. probably swing it. Um other than that, I would. The, I'm trying to think of other ones. The, the most recent one I was thinking of, NECA had done a couple crowdfunding. They had done one splinter figure from the movie that um, that made it, and then they did a Gremlin figure that didn't make it, and then they wound up making like releasing oh, it right. anyway. Yeah. So and then that's... it's like, all right, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, so that and was... then now NECA is doing Loot Crate too, which is just you know now you're right. just paying. It's it's pay to order anyway, but right. made to order. I mean, but um. So Dean, uh, I'm trying to think of other crowdfunding companies. I don't know. So Dean, well, look from at Valiverse. I mean, that was a yeah. Kickstarter, but still, you know. Yeah. And everything we've seen from Bobby's been on time. He's been great with updates. I just saw packaging samples. They look amazing. I can't wait to get those suckers on my classified shelf. But yeah. I don't mind paying. To me, and maybe this is me. If I pay it up front, then I don't have to think about it anymore. It's done and over with. I paid for Unicron up front. And then he came. You know, I pay for this stuff up front. That is I nice. forget about it. <laughs> and six months later, a year later, it shows up awesome. I don't have to pay for it. So, Larry, all three guys I agree with, I'm playing devil's advocate here for good content. Um, what would you say, though, it, Larry, if you get that item and you don't enjoy... You, it doesn't turn out how you were hoping or how the picture showed? Because we'll see that sometimes with Hot Toys with head sculpts. Uh, Hot Toys or Hot Toys fans tend to be pretty elitist with how their head sculpts look, mm-hmm. and you know one wrong expression or you know the the sideburns are too high, and people people throw An a man smile. A, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am man smile. That was actually funny. Some of the memes going around with that, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So like that's what that's what I know a lot of people get afraid of, of paying up front is maybe it doesn't turn out how you're hoping. And so Dean on the collecting weekly show, I don't know if you guys have heard him rant about it, but his biggest thing is, is kind of what bill and you guys pointed to is paying up front. Um, that's his biggest gripe is paying up front to like a, a Hasbro or something like that. Like what you said, Chris, um, where you know they could probably be okay with it, but uh, that's he just he feels like you don't they don't need to do that. Um, but they but, also don't need to make the Razor Crest too, right? That's, like, that's my biggest answer. So, I'd rather have it. I don't care how I have it. I just but, rather have it made. With There's just so many about people. every crowdfunding that that's been the last couple of years, every high profile crowdfunded project that's come down the line, whether something's been great or whatever, just about all of them, and, and I'm sure there's a, an, a, an example out there in the ether somewhere that someone can put up to prove me wrong, awesome, I'm right the other 99 times. If I get that product and I don't like it, I can go on the secondary market and I can at least get my money back. If I got yeah, that's true. Unicron and decided I didn't like it, I could go get double my money. Yeah. If I got the job of say, if I had the Katana right now, I could go get triple my money. That's true. You know, so that's, the, you know, I look at it that way. And maybe I should be a little more Pippi Longstocking and a less, little less Pollyanna. But to me, if something comes and it's 99% of what they said I'm going to get, and I understand that if I bake a cake exactly like the ingredients are, are in the directions tell me to, it's still not going to look like the front of the Duncan Hines box. Shit happens in production. 
that yes, they're factories. Yes, this that. Look, I sat through ten years of Mattel's white screen of doom, reverse soldiers, wonky eyeballs, everything they could do with Masters Classics. But I also talked to Scott, and I listened to Scott and him talking about all the stuff that can go sideways in manufacturing. Yes, a person has a right, I guess, to say, give it to me exactly as pictured. You know, I saw a lot of people losing their minds because of Unicron's mouth painting um, and, and a couple other odds and ends. These are all things that if you really have the red ass about it that bad, you can fix it in about 30 seconds. It really isn't that hard to do. Um, yeah. I, I, just to me, I think the only thing collectors love to collect more than toys is they love to collect a list of stuff to gripe about. <laughs> Yeah, and to, to like piggyback on that and to zoom out a little bit, like there's there's sort of like the two approaches where you can you can look at the reality of what's happening and adjust your collecting and your expectations to deal with that reality, or which which is which is generally going to be if I wait, if you wait on anything, you can wait. You can wait on anything. You can skip pre-orders on anything, and you can buy it. You can. You just have to be willing to entertain yeah. the aftermarket, right? Yeah. And that's not the company's fault. You could argue. It's no. the that's that's just the reality, right? So, right. like, <clears throat> people have that option to not pre-order. Unfortunately, you're going to have to pay aftermarket when it comes down to it. And so, generally speaking. That aftermarket, like Larry said, it's going to be high, and I guess the people who aren't willing to like sell a figure, if they don't like it, that those are the people who are probably worst off in this scenario. But I, I try to, I try to adjust my expectations to to like what the reality is. Like one of the things that I love and hate at the same time <clears throat> was last year, pretty much the last twelve to to twenty four months of the Mezco secret drops that <laughs> have been like, I mean, I've been able to get them all, but like Anxiety. they have been so crazy. Like, and, yeah. and a lot of my craziness comes to the fact that I've been trying to help the general community grab these things. And I which, just love what do, they're doing now. Sorry, go ahead. You do a great job of that. And I, yes, on does. behalf of a lot of people following you, I would like to say thank you for a lot well, of what you do with Mezco. <laughs> Thank and everything because that. they don't make it easy. No, and say. and like lately they've been they've been doing a much better job. They've been doing these pre-orders. Um, but yeah, like my favorites, Mythic Legions, pay up front, and it's thirty-five bucks, or wait for retail and it's fifty. Mm -hmm. um, Super Se Super Seven does it too, and in fact, Super yeah. Seven you could pre-order and not have to pay up front because the retailers get them too. But for the most part, I'm very happy with the fact that Super 7 put something up and there's a 30-day pre-order window and I can get it or not in that 30-day pre-order window and, and just forget about it. Like I can, I can think about it for 30 days and order it on the 30th and really spend time deciding if I want it. Yeah. And, you know, when something sells and sells out and then has a year of production and then six months later there's new collectors in that line waiting for this thing and looking for pre-orders on this what mezco coney on the barbarian or something like that and then they get delayed and then it comes out like 
you're going to be able to make your money back. It's just you got to you got to be okay with the reality, which is if you pre-order something and you don't like be ready like to if you don't like it just sell it. I'll tell you something yeah. that's funny. I'm on a lot of Transformers boards, uh, Transformers uh, groups on Facebook. And every single time someone came up complaining about something about their Unicron, I went on there and I said, there's a very simple solution. You paid 600 bucks for it. You've not opened it yet. You can go get twelve, thirteen hundred dollars for it right now. Just go sell it. They don't want to get rid of it. So <laughs> you, 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 you don't want to keep it. You don't want to get dealt with your mind. No, you want to piss and moan and have people commiserate with you and tell you how right you are. And that's what it comes down to a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, okay, I'm kind of skipping around here. We had a good segue. Oh, Chris, go ahead. You haven't said much. Oh, no, I was just going to say, one, the minor, it's not, it's unrelated to the price. One minor thing, uh, uh, just with HasLab generally, I've noticed, they have several, you know, the, the what do you call it, the unlocks. And I'm like, they know they're going to unlock all these. That's the only thing that's like, I'm like, yeah. you know, they, like they said 6,000 to get whatever. I'm like, and then they sell 25,000 of them. Like it blows it, be, you know, beyond. I'm like, just, just can you just show us something? Or, or on the other hand, Real, have us really unlock something that's yeah. like gonna really wow us i guess that that's that's the only that that was my only other comment i guess about kickstarting with them that's that is what dean griped about so was it their second um kickstarter that Haslab did or not kickstarter but second Haslab that yeah. they did where they actually extended the yeah the unicron date. they had to extend it to get unicron, it yeah they did. finish line that was and, Sure and that's yeah. that's yeah. that was his complaint. He's like, "You're already gonna make it. Why put it behind a paywall if you're already gonna make it?" That was his biggest point there. Um, kind of going to what Chris said, where like if you know you know that Razorcrest has got to sell well, um, and they they probably did do it a little bit to where you know they they kept it allowed them to kept adding things. I know it's very budget related with these companies on. They have set amount of um, of money that they're going to get from each one, right? And it has to reach that amount yeah. to cross the percentage thresholds. But at the same time, you do have, like, don't, like what Dean would say, and like what kind of you're alluding to, Chris, is maybe don't put it behind a paywall if you know it's going to get there anyways. Um, I think the, yeah, just, I think yeah, the big companies, like, like McFarlane and... Um, Hasbro, like the companies that are well established that are doing them, I almost feel like they're doing it because Kickstarters are popular or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like they could do it. And interest, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's a hype. It's a yeah. hype vehicle. Well, I know 100%. that. Um, yeah, Todd, if you look, Todd was super upfront about why he was doing it because he said uh, retail stores like Walmart and Target have rules to how he packages his stuff, and he wanted to give it. Like, he couldn't give Spawn a really huge cape in the package because he, the box would have been too big. And so he wanted to give Spawn, like, that really giant, you know, cape. That's, yeah, the shape. You know, yeah, articulated and whatever that he likes on Spawn. So, and, like, all of the box thing that he did with it to make it, like, really elegant and, like, a nice experience when you open it. He said, all those things Walmart won't allow me to do. Right. So if I do it this way, you know, I can do everything that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I that, think gone yeah, are the can, days, but you could also shop. just sell it. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, that always goes back to that. I mean, I guess what I was going to... My, my, the point I was just going to make was, I think it was Snake Mountain with Super 7 where they had kind of a hidden threshold they needed to hit before production. Mm. Um, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they revealed it. They just said, you know, we want to make sure we get to this. But with the Thunder Tank, they're like, we know we're going to get X amount. We know we're going to make this. This is what it is. You know, we're not going to pretend they... we're not making it. Basically, they that's actually, the, the thing. It's like, we're not going to pretend we're not making it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, no, they did that right. They did, though, flat out say when they release that, they said, if this does not sell enough, it is, like, it has the potential for us to ca- to cancel it, right? Like, they didn't they say that in one of their announcements where they said, like, if this doesn't sell it very well... For they, Snake Mountain? Uh, for no, the Thunder their, Tank. Their Thunder Tank, yeah. It may very well I not, thought for the Thunder Tank, I remember reading it in, in one of the interviews, he was like, we're going, this is going to get made. We just, okay, we're, I could... I remember him that. being like, we're, Flynn was like, we're comfortable with what we think we're going to get. And then okay. it got, I, I think it got a lot more popular because they did additional runs of Lion-O and um, yeah. Panthro Re- and Mumra. Um, the re-releases. It's interesting what, Exo Six is doing. I don't know if any of you guys are going to be collecting the Star Trek yeah. six scale figures, but the way they're doing it is, and and this is a whole different beast because there's a lot of reuse in a six scale line where you have the bodies and the uniforms and you can make the heads and stuff, um, and you know modify them a little bit just for the height or whatever. But um, but they're trying to hit a production run for like the year like they have a number that they want to hit for the year and they can go up and down on a particular figure like they can do like a a more limited release they can do a character that's not as popular they can just slot it in as this shorter run but in this same kind of like we're going to be cranking out Mm -hmm. i don't know a thousand a month of whatever it is you know maybe they're going to do 500 of this and 1500 of that and it's kind of an interesting approach so if anybody is interested in even if you're not going to collect them like following along with some i guess sort of innovative ways um you know companies are 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 dealing with that stuff like this is this is a really interesting line yeah and yeah that's and a that, line and engine is 100 percent transparent <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he is he's he's constantly in the sideshow freaks discussion <laughs> boards with updates yeah, all the time yeah. yeah, that's good. Uh, I think I think that is maybe one thing that some companies could benefit. Mainly, Hot Toys is transparency on things. I've criticized them for years for just not saying anything to the fans ever. They're very very private, which I think I just think honestly the culture is different there with a lot of companies compared to how it is with companies in the U.S. I think it's a culture thing. Um, but anyways, thank you, Mark. Mark said, if it's the only way I get to get the figure made, they can decide, they can decide it out why anyone would begin, be against it. I think I'm reading that right, but um, since we're talking about it anyway, and it's been in the chat, uh, what do you guys think the next HasLab reveal will be? Didn't, didn't we say Rancor? We thought maybe we were leaning towards that. Joe, Joe was just saying, um, yeah, maybe a Rancor or like a Cantina playset, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rancor was my Palace. initial thought. Because yeah. Yeah, they, they said it wasn't going to be a vehicle, didn't they? <clears throat> right. Yeah. Some, Not yeah. a vehicle. So that's, that's why we're thinking either Beast or some kind of 
playset type thing. Of course, I'd be. I think it'd be more likely to be something like the Cantina than it would be a palace playset. Uh, right. Maybe just a throne room slash carbonite mounting block station. You know, the whole have to try to do like double layer like. I think that'd get a little out of hand. For they could do they could do Jabba's Jabba with his throne, and then have Book of Boba Fett throne as well, potentially like one playset area, like just that one room, and then you can swap out the two. Yep, I'm not a big Black Series collector, but I do collect the Mandalorian stuff. So if they did that, I'd probably jump in on it. I was going to say, in general, I think they have more stuff for Jabba's palace right now, like at least. You know, that's true. Job, I mean, you know, Lando Skiffguard and stuff. Out for the Cantina, outside of the actual main characters, I don't think they've done anyone. I mean, Greedo. Um, yeah, that's really know, that's about, about it. it. I, I think. I think I did Ponda read Baba rumors they were going to do Ponda Baba. Did they do Ponda <laughs> Baba? I couldn't remember if they did that in Black Series. It's rumored uh, to coming. Yeah. Um, which one is Ponda Baba again? Offhand, what it. He's got the tusk. Um, walrus man. Yeah, yeah, walrus man. man. The one oh, that yeah. got his arm okay. cut off by Obi Wan. <laughs> gotcha. And then Doctor Evazan. You know the. Yep. He's got dead. a. He's got the death sentence on twelve systems. Bad yeah. dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he made yeah, it out of no. Jeddah. Yeah, he yeah, did. Right. He did. Both of them did. So they're doing something right. <laughs> they just picked the wrong spot to stop for a beer. I, I love Rogue One, but that was a little like, huh? Is this, didn't this planet blow up like thirty minutes later? <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. Well, when you think about the time frame of the movie, you're like, well, you you had a good day today, but tomorrow's not going to end so well for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I made it off yeah, the planet. True. Yes, gets his I arm cut off, dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is this old white dude with the bit? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, Shit. yeah. I never, I like, I always just like thought of that as like a cool cameo. I never thought of like the storyline after that to where, yeah, yeah, he has, he had to have like hustled yeah. at that point, and then yeah, hurry up, popped in another cantina, and then <laughs> lost his arm and gotten killed. That's it. That's uh, it. You never know. Okay, so another big thing, like I, I mentioned at the beginning, or kind of when we were sitting in before we press record. We covered this on the Collecting Weekly show, uh, re-releases. It's a big thing that's blowing up with Hot Toys, that a lot of people uh, are. It's it's controversial. A lot of people. It makes good conversation. So, for instance, Iron Man Mark V. Yeah, I want to say it was about three to four years ago. The Hot Toys re- released the diecast version. Um, you know, his armor kind of comes out. Looks like it's starting to get pieced together. Well, it didn't sell all that great, um, and we know this because there weren't many that were made, and it sold out before it even went into stock. Right when, around when it was about to go into stock on Sideshow, it went sold out, and then pretty much about a year afterwards, uh, it was up to eight to $900. And then recently, Hot Toys re- just re- straight up re-released the thing. And a lot of people are like, oh my god, they're taking away from my collectibles. Uh, John, the everyday collector on the on Hot Toys, he hates re-releases for that. He said, you're not doing the, the old collector, your existing collectors, any favors, that sort of thing. Um, so I guess my first question is, have you experienced that in your own collection? And then how did you feel about it? And I guess, you know, reasons why. Can I ask a clarification question? 
Sure. Are these folks upset because they feel like it hurts the resale value of what they have, or is that what it is? Both yeah, ma- mass resale value mass, and then like collectability of it. Yeah, I was gonna say mass behind collectability. Uh, yeah, that's, well, that's that's, good, that's, uh, that's just bullshit. They're just they're just upset because the resale value tanked. And I got news for you: Ethereum's down seven percent today, and Bitcoin's down five. And I'm not out there crying about it. You know, <laughs> if you buy something, buy it to buy it. If you're buying toys to finance your kid's college then they're probably not getting in because if you pass that IQ down to them, it's not happening. <laughs> um, I think one place where it can be annoying is for the people who went out and bought that Iron Man two weeks that ago. I can understand. Right. For $800. For, yeah, and then they release it. You're like, oh my God, what a mistake but that was. It's yeah. just like anything. Again, whether we're talking about toys or Bitcoin or the stock market, Sometimes you buy at the right time, sometimes you don't. And I know I'm kind of making a joke out of it, but that's the chance you take. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I hate it for folks if they did go out and spend seven or eight hundred dollars and then it dropped for a couple of three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's the game. I, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I generally dislike the edition size crowd. I've seen a, I, I don't follow statues too much, but I've seen some guys who are like, Well, what's the edition size in this? And I'm like well, what does that matter? Do you like this statue or no? Right, because the lower the number, the more likely they are to buy it. Because the, I, yeah. I and I don't. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to insult anyone, but there's definitely it's in the higher end collecting market where it's like they want the lowest number of whatever it is. You know, they they don't they just don't want other people to have it in a general. That's what it seems like. I mean, that's what it reads to me. You know, I, I'm not. Yeah. You know. And if if I were doing if you know if you're gonna do something super expensive that people want. You know, the, the, what we were talking about with the pre-order where you pay up front and you pay in advance, like for Mythic Legions, for example, everyone's paying up front and ordering it so they can have what they want because they want it, not because X amount of people can't get it. Right. That, that, that I mean, that just generally bothers me. Like, I don't, you know, like we were just talking about the New Hope figures. I, I, I love them. They're worth a lot of money now for Hot Toys. If a lot of you know, if they re-release them and they were exactly the same, you know, I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I'd be bothered because, like I said, those are the ones. Those are the ones I'm never gonna sell. Like, mm-hmm. right. unless I, unless I, you know, my wife divorced me, I lose my job, I'm sitting on the on the curb. That's when I'm gonna sell them. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, it it, it just let people have what they want and let people enjoy things they want. I I just it. The especially the high end, you know, prop replica stuff like those type of mm-hmm. things where it's like we're gonna make X amount of these. You know, it's only a hundred, and you have to pre-order in the first, you know, five seconds, and then it's just like okay, it, it, it's even you know, it's it's almost the same way of uh, Comic Con stuff where, but it's it's just in a smaller scale or or a larger scale where it's like a smaller price range. I mean, you know, it's something that's thirty yeah. or fifty dollars. And they make ten thousand instead of fifty thousand of them. You know, it's just I don't know. I I, I don't he, I don't like that. I don't think limited editions are fine. Sorry, one six shooter. Yeah, <laughs> well, and you know, like Bill knows, I I collect a little bit of Mythic Legions here or there, but every time a new All Star vote goes up, Bill, which one am I praying shows up? Rigor. Yeah. I want that figure so bad because I want a War Duke figure, and since no one's ever going to make any good Dungeons and Dragons stuff, that's probably the only way I'm going to cobble together a War Duke. Um, 
if I went out and decided to buy that for whatever aftermarket is, and the next all-star wave had a regular, would it suck? Yeah, it'd suck. But you know what I'd do? I'd probably go buy another one, you know? <laughs> yeah. But right. I, so I just, I, I can't, this, this, the hobby's supposed to be fun. And, and there are things that are outside exactly. of our locus of control that make it challenging. The limited number of stuff that goes to Target, um, uh, the limited number of, of, from Cobra Island, the issues that they were having with NECA, with the, the, the limited edition releases, I think, for the Turtles stuff. And yeah, mm -hmm. that stuff does make it challenging and not quite as fun. So there are legitimate things there to get upset about without, well, gosh, I don't want everybody else to have this figure that I have because then I can't turn around and sell it for seven times what I put. Guy, come on, man, stuff it. You're the comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> this is yeah this is great i am so glad i put these things on here um <laughs> this is fun um it, by the way we never talked about an end time so if you guys got a drop at any point certainly let me know you know we can come to an end of the show uh that was that's on me i never uh came up with a hard stop um, cause I have tomorrow off luckily, so I could pretty much go all night, but, uh, I know you, a lot of you guys are on Eastern time, so I don't want to force you to stay up. I'm, I'm good for, you know, another half hour. I mean, I am going to run and grab another Around drink, there. but, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm good to keep going if Chris and Larry, if everybody else is. Yeah, I'm good yeah, for about another 20 minutes or so. Okay, cool. Sure. Right. Okay. Perfect. So this was, so the next one I had on the list, this was actually something I put on, or we discussed two shows ago um, on Small Talk where we were talking about you know finding rare like in store figures, and Eddie I think was the one who started talking about this that he <laughs> he started lifting shelves at Target and finding things um, and yeah we were talking about have you guys ever heard of that or done that like at a Target or Walmart or anything. I saw, some posts, I saw some posts of that on Facebook. Um, I've never done it. Uh, I found a bunch of stuff on top shelves whenever Toys R Us was still open. You remember they had the yeah. the, the thing that would swing forward? Yeah. I would find I stuff in there, but I've, I've never hidden it. That, to me, is kind of a bad sport thing to do. Look, if you, if you don't have the cash for it, I'm sorry. You're collecting <laughs> toys, man. If you What's can't, the, what is the term? Lifting shelves, like moving. Yeah, so like around? literally lifting up the bottom of them because they're hinged and there's an empty space underneath the bottom shelf. Oh yeah. no! And, I've yeah, never... they're they're using that to hide figures and come yeah. back and get them later. And dude, if you can't afford twenty or forty or sixty dollars worth of figures that you're going to look for, and you got to hide them and keep somebody else from getting them till you come back. What is I've that? heard of like Target employees doing that, where they're like hiding them. I remember seeing some yeah. YouTube video like hiding them around the diapers, diapers or something, like just shoving them wherever, which is obviously shitty. Because yeah, sorry, think, you're yeah, working whether today, it's employees but we need to or, or collectors <laughs> or whoever, that's just garbage. If if I walk into a place and I can't get it or don't want it or maybe I want it late, I'll leave it there and I'll take my chances and come back later. I don't need it that bad. To, screw somebody else out of it yeah so i had never i never knew that was a thing until eddie uh mentioned that a couple shows ago where he saw someone doing it and he had like been through aisles and i'm like i'd never even heard of that as a thing yeah so the, the I, other oh go ahead really quick i i um i hadn't been collecting like uh action figures that long and when i got into this group on instagram they were big into like they'd hide it 
for either their friends or like you know if they bought a couple they'd hide the others for someone else in the group or something like that so when i heard they did that i wouldn't hide stuff but i was like Okay, so I wonder if I go into my Target, if I lift this shelf, if I'll find stuff then. Like, it, it, it didn't become like a, I need to hide stuff. It became more of like a, a Easter egg hunt or something for me. Like, I'm going to find <laughs> yeah. cool stuff. Let's see what's on the shelf. shelf. So I went into like the summer, like like the pool stuff. And you know how that stuff switches out during uh, whatever yeah. time of the year it is. I went over there and I lifted one of the shelves. And the first shelf I lifted, it was like years people had been hiding stuff under here for years there was like old wwe elite figures from like 2005 they were they were like stuck to the floor stuck to the floor from how old they were and they were like a bunch of the guys like they thought it was really cool because they were looking for them it was like a jake the snake and a, a hulk hogan that were like selling for like 100 or 150 wow. on ebay that i had found and so i got them and i got them for my buddies for like super cheap because they weren't even in the system in Target anymore. I took it up to ring it up, and the, they couldn't uh, give me a price. So I was like, "Oh, I think they're like ten bucks or whatever, you know." So <laughs> they rung me up for ten bucks, and you know, I found and they had multiple things in it. There's like Funko Pops, Steel Books, like wow. somebody had been hiding anything wow. under there. But it, wow. I just thought it was a funny thing that like you you look like an idiot though. Like if you're in the in the store and you just like lift a shelf or something and some family comes around the corner and they're like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" Like, you know what? I take it back. I did that one time. I was in the 8th grade and <laughs> I used to ride the bus to the public library and there was a Kmart in the shopping center. You know, you walk across the way. So I'd walk down there once in a while and I wanted to see what they had and I found Excuse me. It was, uh, so this was, I would have been in the eighth grade, so 89, 90. Transformers G2, I found a G2 Starscream. I never had a G1 Starscream. I wanted a Starscream so bad. So I took that Starscream and I took it over to the women's clothing and found just the ugliest stack of shirts I could find. And I stuck it way underneath there, hoping that those shirts wouldn't sell out between that day and tomorrow when I could bring my stash of $1 bills that I kept at the house came back the next day so yeah i take it back i'm a huge hypocrite i hit a g2 star screen in 1990 I confess. was it there yeah it was there i still have it. it's in a box in my garage right now <laughs> and here's something funny i was going through my stuff while i'm going through stuff getting ready to move they came with these little sound effect things in g2 they all came with electronics yeah and this yeah. had like the three noises the jet sound and the bomb and the laser it still works <laughs> oh my god Thirty-one yeah, the years later, the sucker. The, I figured the battery would have leaked acid all over right. my hand, but it still works. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So of course, after like it was like two days after we had that show, I went to Target, and we we're we we're there for other things. My girlfriend and I, and I, of course, walked down the Black Series aisle. Just looked around real quick and lifted underneath, and as soon as someone walked by, I just let it go and walked away. I didn't find anything, but I just never knew that was a thing. So I just thought that was like kind of a funny uh, question to ask you guys there. Um, Imagine if you lifted it up and found like a, a vintage Kenner figure, and then like somebody walked like a worker walked by and you had to drop it and leave it because you were too embarrassed and then <laughs> you'd missed out on like if I lift that sucker up and finally find a Cobra Island Viper I don't care if they're doing a new trainee <laughs> tour of the store I'm I'm taking that sucker with me 
Larry, I feel so bad. I so I um did very similar to what you Bill did with Hasbro G.I. Joe classifieds where I was very deep into it. Eventually got annoyed that I couldn't get everything and and when a Mezco announced for it, that's where Eddie always makes fun of me, is Mezco announced that they're coming out with one a quarter and I was like, Oh shit, I'm just selling all of this. I hate the hassle of it. Selling all of it and I'll just go with Mezco now. Well, I had a Viper in there that I, ah! <laughs> I You know what? I, here's the thing. I, to show I'm really not a hypocrite, I'm not I don't get upset about it. They'll show up eventually. Yeah. I, you know, they got Cobra Infantry, they're a little bit different. If we get a Viper that's a little bit different, that's awesome. I'll get my Viper one day one way or the other. It's 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 a twenty dollar toy, it's not worth losing sleep over. There's some right. kind of uh Target reissues event starting next week. Does anybody uh, know what's going on with that? Uh -uh. It's like every day they're going to be like re re-releasing some stuff that's sold out. Is this on Pulse? It's on Target. No, Target itself. Oh, yeah. Wow. So that's keep pretty it, cool. Look out for that. Be a lot of people. Awesome. A lot of people were complaining because Hasbro said they were going to start re-releasing a lot of classify or. Uh, Cobra Island stuff on like Pulse and things throughout the month of June and they did uh, spontaneously like I was able to pick up the um, Supreme Cobra Commander and then mm. a the light blue version of the Cobra Commander Yeah, and but it, they just trickled it in but I know I think they made it sound like in one of their streams didn't they that they were going to do like a mass kind of re-release type thing with them they, they they said that they were, and I don't remember the exact wording, that they were getting more of these out. I mean, I, again, here, folks have to exercise a little God-given common sense and understand that they don't have a genie in China doing this, and here comes a whole new run of figures. There are things in the factory, and they're in order. There are things that are in queue, and even if they do want to give us vipers or beachheads or whatever, they're in line behind the other stuff that's already being made. You know, Pulse really showed me that that they're trying, at least trying to listen to the collector. Breaker and the Ram Cycle went up on Pulse. Uh, barbecue went up on Pulse. It was up on Target for quite a while. Barbecue was up there for several hours. Um, Major it's Blood like was readily able to find. I was able to pick him a Major Blood for Chris. Yeah. So I feel like they really are trying. Because, yeah, this line's been going for about a year now. But it's a big boat. You know, you can turn hard all you want to, but once in a while you still hit the iceberg. It takes a minute to change directions, and it's even more true with manufacturing. And again, I think if folks would step back and think about the logistics behind production of anything, you know, Hasbro has a specified set of factories that they use to produce mm -hmm. whatever they're producing. And classified isn't the only thing they're producing. They got everything from Transformers to My Little Pony to everything to, you know, 15 different buzzworthy bumblebees that have to show up at Target. So there's a lot of stuff in queue. So, yeah, maybe we are going to get Vipers. It might be another 6, 8, 10, 12 months. But just because they say this is our intention and you don't go to Target the next week and see it, again, that's no reason to lose your mind and, and act like a petulant little kid. I, you know. <laughs> Just think about the process. Think about the realities that are involved in manufacturing. 
Yeah. These are the same people that would go to a restaurant and get pissed off at the server because the kitchen's running behind. That's who these yeah. people are. Right. No, that's... I I agree with that. And like I said, I even like on your points, on your all of your guys' shows, I almost agree with everything. Just kind of the down-to-earth um, one. But, Eddie, I know you got you had a question for these guys. Yeah, just because I know that, you know, we're coming up on the end of it, and I wanted to... This one is the most important for me, so I wanted to ask you guys, since you guys have been collecting for a while and then doing the show also for a good amount of time too um we're i'm relatively new to both collecting and uh running like being on a show or being part of the social media part of it um how has if at all how has starting the show changed has it changed the way you feel about the hobby at all or has it changed the way you feel about collecting does it ever do you ever feel like Sometimes it's not a hobby anymore. It's not as much of an outlet as it used to be before you started a show. I don't know if you guys have those feelings. You all seem pretty positive, so that's why I thought it'd be something good to ask you guys. I'd have to say for me, the the thing that makes the hobby sometimes um, frustrating or annoying, or, or you know, like sometimes when I'm like let down by the hobby, is is less so dealing with the podcast or the YouTube channel or whatever. And trust me, like for a while I was doing two YouTube video, YouTube reviews a week plus one podcast episode a week. So like there was a, there was burnout on that side of it, but that's just the content creation side for lack of a better word. That's not the best term to use for like, you know, but anyway, um, so I think like, it tends to be like the the social media and the um, like the interactions and seeing so much like I don't know just meanness that people have towards each other in these collector groups and stuff and and like this whole like internet troll culture that's out there that to me kind of you know brings brings it down for me a little bit sometimes but in terms of like podcasting and video making and editing and creating you know my own little form of art or whatever um it's not i mean one thing it's done for me is having youtube videos reviews like that and always pulling figures off of my shelves for like to put in comparisons in the videos, especially when I was doing two a week, like this room is still hasn't recovered from it, even though I haven't made a video in like months. Um, <laughs> like it's just absolute chaos and mess trying to do videos like that when you have figures everywhere that you're bringing into the to the review table. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it and it makes it better actually having a chance to talk with Chris and Larry every week and like just having friends to share the hobby with beyond that like really toxic social media experience is really one of the things that keeps me going and gets me more excited about it i have to agree with chris uh echo everything that he said because i mean i'm sorry with bill, bill. i'm sorry I, I was i was looking at your name printed there for some reason when i started my sentence and <laughs> that, that's why I have a hard stop at 1030 because I turn into a pumpkin. Um, I, I agree with everything that Bill said from a standpoint of that camaraderie and that, that just being in a more positive atmosphere. 
Um, we don't just talk when we do the show. We have a, a little a messenger group that we talk all week and and have you seen this or you know what do you think about this? We'll put up pictures of the things we got and and I have a lot of folks that I consider you know internet friends on, on a lot of the boards and groups and and some of them are real life friends. But it's one thing to have that, but one that's another thing to have that real life interaction. And these guys' opinions and attitudes and their viewpoints and the way that they look at things have definitely augmented and shaped the way I see things. I think I'm a much more, I was never one of the crazy complainers. I might have wanted to strangle Scott Knightlick at some point in 2010, <laughs> but I would have never acted on it. Um, but seriously, I, I feel like I'm a much more patient and understanding collector because of their influence. Um, I also feel like my bank account is a whole lot lighter because of their influence. Um, between the Mondos and the Mezcos and all the wonderful things that they've introduced me to, uh, sideshows, but it, it's been a really positive experience and, and it's something fun to talk to my friends about. You know, most of my real life friends are either medical people or meatheads. That's that's my world. And they're like, wait, you collect toys? I'm like, do I collect toys? I dabble. Check it out. But I've got I've got several of my friends and coworkers in the past that have checked out the podcast and like, wow, that's that's actually pretty cool. I like that. And um, so it's it's been wonderful. I just I love it. I love it as an outlet. I love it as a an, an opportunity to learn. Um, Bill does so much great detective work on stuffing. Okay, guys, this is going to drop on this day at this time. They had this many in queue, and uh, hey, you better get this up. They've only got 750 of them left, and they're going quick. You know, yeah. he just, yeah. it gives us the play. I figured by out play, the so Mezco URL. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I've picked up a lot of really cool Mezco stuff that I would have missed otherwise if it wasn't for the, the, uh, the, 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 I've got to come up with a detective nickname for you, the teacher detective. I don't know. I've been like, I've been able to decode the clues too, yeah. like the, all of yeah. the little like slugfest hints and things. I've, I've done a pretty good job of that stuff. Yeah, you're yeah, great. yeah it's, but it's it's awesome. I've I've enjoyed it, and I can say it's been nothing but positivity for me. Yeah, I same here. Um, I know Bill, you deal with a lot of the social media aspect because you know you're the face and name of the podcast. Um, so, uh, we, we kind of escaped that a bit, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's been pretty positive, um, overall, um, going to Larry's point, I'm almost certainly never would have collected Mezcos or, or Mythic Legions had it been for this podcast. Nope. Um, I remember, yeah, just, I just never would have, uh, really dived deep into them, especially the, um, you know, the, the, the Rumble Society and all that type of thing. So like, oh my gosh. It's like people look at these things. I'm like, I don't know what they're from either. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> they just look cool. That's all they're supposed to yeah, do. They're supposed to look cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It, it it used to. I don't. I you know. I remember the first time Bill invited me on a podcast, and um, yeah, mm -hmm. go Gomez, stealth or stealth with the what gold Gomez head or is that. Different. That's the uh, yeah. Basically, it's the uh, oh yeah, black skull. skull. The black skull with the Gomez head. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, the first podcast I remember I did with Bill. I, I I'm pretty sure it was a Kylo Ren, one of the exclusives of the Last Jedi or something, or, or whatever it was the figure arts. I'm pretty sure I had three versions of like that was the third release. I remember before it started, I sat with all three figures and I literally wrote a whole page down of like notes and differences and everything I could find. 
And like, and then after like now, nowadays, I'm just like, ah, oh, I gotta open this thing. Like the podcast is gonna start in ten minutes. Mary <laughs> opens them on the air. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna have a chance to open this, guys. Yeah, you're gonna get my true out of the box reaction. Yeah. My, my favorite thing about the podcast. So I, I we've been doing this a few. Uh, gosh, I guess I've been doing it about. Uh, man, maybe maybe a years. years at that point. Whenever when Steph and I met, and we met at the gym and we were training together and we do cardio and and I'm like this this she, she seems really cool. I can be honest with her about me and who I am and what I like. And I'm telling her about the toys and this and the podcast. And she's like, oh, what's the name of your podcast? And I told her. She's like, okay, I'll check that out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself. You're, you're never listening to that. <laughs> Come to the gym a couple of days later, and she was like, "Oh, I listened to your podcast. I thought it was really great, and I really and and she's talking about things we talked about." And it was at that point that I knew I was done. Like I, I was, I was done. I was done. Done. There was no coming back. But so you actually, uh, you actually owe a lot more to Door Claire podcast than you. Yeah, are. right. You ain't kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm telling you, I've been blessed in every way imaginable. <laughs> no, yeah, that's um I don't want to hold you guys too long here. I honestly I could do do this all night long. This is a ton of fun. Everything I expected really from it with the answers and kind of banter we had um to be honest, so I just created like kind of a quick list of questions going into this show. Uh and I got halfway through the list. I was going to say what we hit about show. four of them. Yeah, I think I think yeah we got we got probably we skipped around a little bit but we got probably halfway if that through. Um, I would definitely love to do this again. You guys have sure. been a joy. Um, it's it honestly it's really good, uh, interesting to hear you guys talking about this. And you guys have um, a pretty good sized fan base that kind of. En- popped in our chat here so maybe maybe you guys got to do a live show more often <laughs> yeah that's true you guys do do a a good job with with kind of your show layout like i said um i i know bill you said you kind of uh used a couple different formats or a format that you listened to before um we i i had always wanted to do a figure review like you guys do at the end of the show um, with ours, but it's r- very rare that we ever seem to have the same figure. Um, so I that part is respectable. But um, Bill, before we kind of close up here, if you want to just kind of quick plug your guys's network, your show, that sort of thing, and then uh, we can kind of go from there. Yeah, so we're on RetroZap.com. Uh, you can just go to DorkLair.com to find all our podcasts. My um, my Mezco checklist, which is something that I do on the side that gets a ton of traffic, funny enough. Um, that's on dorklair.com as well. So if you need a Mezco awesome. 112 checklist, <laughs> check it out. Um, I've been maintaining that for a couple of years now. Uh, so dorklair.com and then just dorklair on social media. So dorklair on Twitter, the dorklair on Instagram. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, in that checklist, I actually had I actually used that quite a bit last year. So every year we do these. Um, Zach would kill me if you heard, but like bullshit end of the year awards. I <laughs> I say that because I am a sucker for them. I love like figure of the year shit and like that whole like kind of kind of thing. I am all about it for whatever reason. I'm just a sucker for it. And when I was going through like figure of the year awards, I was trying to find like. 
checklists to like Marvel Legends that got released over the years and or over the last the past year and then you know like Black Series and then yours I used for Mezco. Um, so again, I know I said this before, but thank you for all you guys do for the community. Um, it's a great. Uh, that's it's great for the hobby in general. I've always said that I gravitate towards places and media that seems to do well for the hobby and seems to just grow it rather than I guess kind of keep it stagnant. So um, thank you guys for that. Thank you so much for hopping on uh, this bonus episode of Small Talk. Uh, we make sure to check out the Door Claire, you guys go, or you guys record the same time we do on Thursdays, I think, actually. Um, yep. But when do you guys typically upload your podcast? Sundays at 3. It's it's live. Every every other Sunday at 3. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I hope we can do this again. Uh, I had a ton of fun. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye, Thanks guys. a lot. Thanks, it was a lot of fun. Bye, guys.